0: Bengals Podcast. And the Cincinnati Bengals have just drafted Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Mr. John Sheeran. Your prediction: the only person in the Bengals verse to have predicted this. No. Is Morris did too. Shout out to him. John Sheeran. Yeah. And sure, why not? And John, tell us about. You're thinking,
1: why you drafted this man? Well, I drafted him because I felt like there was going to be a run on cornerbacks in this draft. And only four went. The only one who didn't go was actually probably someone that the Bengals didn't want to draft, who was the son of Joey Porter Sr., the Steelers linebacker. So when when there wasn't a lot of cornerbacks gone, I also expected, in, in that case, that defensive lineman to go. But they also didn't go. So entering the draft, I thought, okay, five cornerbacks are going to be gone. There's going to be some random picks here and there. And I think more wide receivers went than we expected, despite only, I think, three quarterbacks going off the board. It was it was unpredictable, right? The draft is always unpredictable. But I thought that there would be one or two defensive linemen that would be there for the Bengals when they couldn't get a cornerback that they really wanted. And Murphy just made the most sense out of those defensive linemen as far as a guy who was projected to potentially slide to that point and also just who fits them the best. And everything about Miles Murphy, from his physical build to how he wins to everything, it just fits what they look for in defensive ends and just defensive linemen in general. But but specifically for defensive ends, he's 6'5", 270, 34-ish uh, arm length, and 34 inches with his arm length. So again, the the, the prototypical size that they look for for all defensive ends, pretty good athlete too. He's got great burst. He's got great explosion. He doesn't bend as well as you'd like him to. And it's just one of the few things here that it doesn't make me pause with Miles Murphy Daddyo. but he was the consensus, I think, 15th best player in this draft. And that's why people are claiming this is a huge steal. I think Miles Murphy went where he should. I think he was an imperfect edge prospect because while he was productive at Clemson, he didn't dominate at Clemson necessarily. And production, whether people like it or not, is a huge indicator on NFL success. So the upside here with Miles V he's he's not gonna be your fifteen stack a year guy. He's not gonna be like the the very best version of what Trey Hendrickson is for the Bengals, right? but he has the potential to be more than who he is because he was productive enough, and he is young enough, and he is athletic enough to continue growing. And I think you're confident in him developing under the Bengals with Lunaruma, with Marion Hobby, guys who consistently get the most out of their defensive linemen. You're confident that he's going to reach whatever ceiling that is. The ceiling might not be as high as people expect it to be, but I think he makes a lot of sense at this juncture.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about Okay, a lot of Bengals fans, we are still in old Bengals mode, where it's like, wait, why aren't we fixing this problem, that problem? But with Joe Burrow's contract coming up, T. Higgins, Jamal Chase, all that kind of stuff, we have to start thinking, you know, if this was 2013, we'd be like, okay, we're gonna give Trey Hendrickson his third contract, right? But now, that's not as clear, right? I mean, Trey Hendrickson has been fantastic for us, but it's not as clear that we can keep all of these defensive, veteran defensive ends. So like we did with safety last year, we have to start planning for two, three years down the road.
1: 100%. Like all all of their big contracts right now are are on offense in terms of just projecting in the next handful of years. They want to do that with Joe Burrow, obviously. They want to do with T. Higgins. They want to do with Jamar Chase. They've invested so much in the offensive line already. They have a lot of money invested in the defensive line, but like you mentioned, it's a lot of guys who are in their mid to late 20s, guys who are going to be eventually free agents in, in a year or two. And at this point, you can't expect the Bengals to re-sign anyone who would be looking for their third contract. And Trey Hendrickson it kind of fits that bill. So there's not only the long-term implication of replacing Trey Hendrickson, whether it be next year if they were to cut him or two years down the road. He's going to be 29 this year. He missed some time last year with a, with a bad wrist. And when he was off the field, the Bengals' pass rush suffered greatly from it because there just wasn't a guy who who, who could consistently generate pressure. And I don't know if Miles Murphy can immediately be that, but I think the impact with Murphy, if you want to look at it from a 2023 lens and not just him replacing Trey Hendrickson to keep the defense cheap, is that he keeps Trey Hendrickson fresh and he allows you to consistently have five or six defensive ends deep every single week so that you can rotate Trey Hendrickson in, in and out you know, 20 or so times a game. So by the time the playoffs come, he's not only healthy, but he's still got a lot left in the tank and he's not just gassed at 900 and a thousand snaps like he has been for the past couple years. And the same goes for Sam Hubbard too. The more fresh your defensive line is, the better equipped you are to face the quarterbacks that you have to face in the FC playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So there is the thing. So Sam Hubbard, we love Sam Hubbard, great player, not elite pass rusher. He's a great overall player not an elite pass rusher so imagining a bengal's defense yes osai he flashed and he actually had a very good afc championship game until the last play but he, he flashed but we can't we can't count on that and so going up against the the our opponents the people we have to worry about is a josh allen is it patrick mahomes that's what we have to go up against and so pass, pass rush is at the top of our priorities you know you have a you, you have a good passing offense, and then you need to be able to stop theirs. And so the Bengals, this is a very modern pick. This is a very Zach Taylor, you know, forward thinking kind of uh, looking at what the personnel they have kind of pick. Now, our good friend, Mike Santagata, he actually, he's very high on the pick. And I know, you know, some people are not, but he's very high on the pick. And he compares him to Jason Pierre Paul, who, pretty good. I'm a pretty good pass rusher, right? I mean, even after his accident, he was still a very effective pass rusher with the Bucks and other teams, right, John? So I think he, this is good. This is encouraging. And one thing that- It's
1: it's a high-end comp uh, because Pierre Paul is also an athletic freak. You remember him doing like 20 backflips or something like that at his pro day or something. I don't know if Murphy is exactly- that type of athlete, I think he, there, there's more that he can unlock. And I think, Daddy, like a couple of years ago when they drafted T. Higgins, he wasn't billed as this great athlete out of Clemson, but he was also picked around the same time. He was also 21 years old. And you thought that he could do more than what he did at Clemson, and the Bengals have realized his full potential because sometimes these guys who are really young – and while they have athletic traits to them, they can still develop certain athletic traits. And I think there's more. There could be more bend in Murphy's game because that's that's the area that that he lacks the most. He doesn't have the twitchiest of hips or the bendiest of ankles. Like he's not gumby out there, right? He's he's a power rusher that kind of runs through people and can try to you know bend through contact and stuff like that. So I, I think there's more. There's an upside in terms of athleticism because of how young he is, and because he can he can continue to develop those traits and, and those pass rushing moves that can get the most out of the athleticism that he has. I think right now he's he's far from a finished product, but you saw the flashes when he was 19, 20 years old playing against really good competition at Clemson. So all those things remind me a lot of what the Bengals probably saw in T. Higgins, and they believed that he had so much more to offer them, just like Murphy does.
0: John, yeah, and one thing, I'm not
1: sure how much you allude to this right now, but
0: a lot of people pointing out that Clemson defense overall was underachieving, so it was bad, mm-hmm. bad coaching. Can you speak to that and what that might mean for him? You talked about Marion Hobby, what that might mean for a guy like Miles Murphy coming into such a great culture right now, not just you know quality coaching, but a locker room that you know we saw with bj hill how he took osai under his wing we saw that you know these guys they they know how to
1: generate you know
0: a, a warm and welcoming environment
1: yeah he as far as like the physical stuff yes 100 percent he fits but also just i think the intangibles are also just perfect too he's a guy that just chases after the ball all the time. He's just a dog without a leash. He's, he's another Joseph Asai out there. He's going to chase down ball carriers from the other side of the field. And he has that dog in him, if you will, even though he played for a cat team, he's going to be on a cat team. And as far as, what was the other thing you mentioned? I, I yeah, well, I guess about, my
0: question is, my question is, how much will that change? How much, how, how much does that help him raise his, you know, achieve his ceiling where he goes from a, a place oh, where right, people the are
1: underachieving? Yeah. 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 So, here is definitely a factor Clemson lost their defensive coordinator this past year Brent Venables who is highly regarded as a great defensive coordinator he went to Oklahoma so they got a new defensive coordinator they changed things up so you you could argue that they had guys playing out of position I don't think that impacted me too much but it is something to note his defensive line coach at Clemson is Nick Easton who was the Bengals first defensive line coach when Zach Taylor was hired in 2019 he only lasted I think it's a season or two here and then they replaced him with Marion Hobby. So you have the kitchen with Easton, who probably put in a good word to Zach Taylor and Lou Narumo that, hey, this guy is pretty good. Obviously draft the guy who I'm coaching. But now he goes to a better defensive line coach, Marion Hobby. He goes to a, def- to a defense coordinated by Lou Narumo who consistently puts guys in the best position to succeed, which is why I feel like with, with any defensive lineman that the Bengals take, you're confident that they're going to hit whatever floor, whatever ceiling that they have. And while Miles Murphy doesn't, may not have the highest ceiling, you're confident that he can eventually reach that because of the situation he's in. And it's a much better one than it was at Clemson.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some of the comments, John, and, and our fans are excited too. So this one, look at this one, saying hurry the hall up. Like this guy's getting ready for the Hall of Fame already. It's amazing. It's amazing that people are already thinking that far ahead. But this, uh, it might have to do with the fact that we are two and a half hours late doing the show. I'm not sure if it's that. I think he was just
1: early. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I think he was early. Justin Money, you might want to. Yeah. But yeah. And so what's next, John? Look, what's coming? We're coming up on the second round. We need a tight end. I like Sam Laporta. I think he could be there, maybe at our pick. Michael Mayer. We're not sure why he wasn't taken, you know, by one of the teams. A lot of people had him in the middle of the first round. And he didn't. He wasn't drafted at all in the first round. What, what do you think they do here? I, th-
1: I think if they wanted to take Mayor, they could have. I I don't think he was too far down the board compared to where Murphy was for them. It could just be a situation where Murphy was just the best, the better player, and then then, then they passed on Mayor. But I don't think a lot of people expect Mayor to be there. And the fact that not only the Bengals passed on him, but the entire NFL passed on him in the first round, it may tell us what they actually feel about Mayer, who has everything except top-tier athleticism, and the NFL consistently fails at evaluating tight ends out of college, and they don't know when to draft these guys. So I think the reason why the only tight end who went is a great athlete and and probably the best natural receiver is because that's just what teams are valuing now. And a a guy like Michael Mayer, who, again, doesn't have that top-tier athleticism, that's why he ultimately fell out Of the first 31 picks so I don't know where he goes in the second round I'm assuming it would be far before the Bengals pick at 60 and I would assume the same with Sam Laporta just because he's a much better athlete compared to Michael Mayer and he has that untapped upside that I think teams want to bank on it would actually wouldn't surprise me if Laporta was picked ahead of Mayer because of these exact reasons and I think because the Bengals passed on the tight end I don't know if they would have taken Dalton Kincaid I know he was high on their board maybe he would have been the pick over Murphy had he lasted that long but if they passed on there, it wouldn't shock me if they passed on another tight end now. And if they passed on a tight end in round two, I could see them not taking one until like round five. I could see them honestly taking a wide receiver before a tight end. So I think cornerback is the favorite to go here because there's still at least six guys that I would assume they'd be comfortable with taking at 60. They need a corner. They love this corner class. They were looking at corners in the first round. The fact that they didn't get one in the first round, it puts the second round back in the spotlight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options. Like you said, they could go corner. I mean, they could go running. I don't know if there's any running backs projected to go in the second round, but I'm happy that they, they didn't go with Jamar Gibbs or Bijan John Robinson. They're great players. Well, they couldn't. They couldn't. They could. No, I'm, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm happy that they didn't fall to the Bengals and they didn't end up drafting them. Even though they're great players, I just feel like this, this team would benefit from other players more. And one of our concerns, John, for years has been the pass rush. and We've gotten by. Luana Rumos found a way to work around our lack of pass rush. We, we, we haven't had the personnel for it. He, he's found a way to make it happen. And so now his job, hopefully, gets a lot easier. Okay, so we will try to cover the draft every single day here on the number one Bengals podcast. John, any final opinions?
1: Yeah, again, I think Murphy is going to be talked about as one of the steals of the first round, and I'm totally fine with that conversation. I feel like ultimately, at the end of the day, he landed right where he should have. He landed at the end of the first round. He landed with a team and is going to get the absolute most out of him. This is the first first round defensive lineman that the Bengals have taken in 22 years. It's almost as old as I am, right? And it's going to be weird to see a first rounder in that position group because like you said, they it's a position that's always been a strength for them. They've always overachieved most to the point because they've always gotten the most out of these guys. And now you're adding a first round guy with first round athleticism who's still very young and can still definitely get better. So I'm, I'm excited to see where, where he, how he does
0: yeah yeah i i'm definitely i think they know what they're doing and so with that john don't forget to follow us here don't forget to follow john mr a through z sports.com. he predicted the first round he's going to predict every single round after this and subscribe leave a comment turn on notifications with that, we'll see you next time. So long. So sweetly.
1: And put your round two predictions nice. in the comments, too. Yeah, that's comments. a good comment. Yeah. See you next time.